Well, I think about what God's done for each one of you all this year. Ain't he been so good? But if we just went from row to row and got testimony after, we'd be here all day. And we wouldn't even cover half of it. Boy, he's been good. He's been so good. And I know that's why the Lord has given me this message this week. I've been praying hard. And I said, Lord, please give me something for them this week. Something that they need and I need. I need something, Lord. I need some, some fresh bread that I can feed on, Lord, if you would speak to me. And he said, well, go to John chapter 14. And that's where we're going this morning. You got your Bibles, turn over there. I want to give you a thought that the Lord gave me. I love this chapter. I've preached this chapter in, in my ministry for years and years and years. There have been several messages God's given me out of this chapter. I found that this chapter has encouraged me in some of the most discouraging times in my life. This, this chapter has helped me. And it'll help you today. There's help here for you today if you'll let the Lord help you. He'll pick you up and help you today. Let's stand for the reading of God's Word and respect for Him. Here in John chapter 14, breaking in at the first verse, if you'll notice, this is in red. This is Jesus speaking. Speaking to His disciples. He says, Let not your hearts be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in Me. In My Father's house... Now, take that into thought. In my Father's house are many mansions. We ain't talking about one place. We're talking about many places. That's a big old house, ain't it? <laughs> to have many mansions. He said, many man, if it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, for you, I circled this in my Bible, these next two words. He said, I will come again and receive you unto myself, not to anybody else, but unto myself, that where, and I circled these two words, where I am, there ye may be also. And whether I go, ye know, and the way ye know. But I'm like Thomas. He said unto him, Lord, we know not whether thou goest, and how can we know the way? And here's what Jesus wants us to know. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man, no man. That, that covers everybody, men, women, boys, and girls. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Brother Randy Fansler, would you ask the blessing? Yes, Lord. We want to be reminded tonight, God, of what truly we call how much love you do have for us. And how you love the people that you find for us. Yes. God, we ask you for the reading of the word and God for the preaching of the word. You have forever. Yes, Lord. Amen. You can be seated. Church, here we see in this chapter, Christ, 
He's comforting his disciples. He's been teaching them and walking with them and talking with them. They've seen a lot of things. They've experienced a lot of things. He's been telling them that this day's coming, this time is coming. So he's spending time now to comfort them and to help convey to them and, and show them, listen, guys, I am the way, I'm the truth, and I'm the life. If you haven't understood by now, I want you to hear from my, my lips plainly, I'm the way. And church, I want you to know this morning, Christ wants you to know that He's the way. He's the only way. And we get to this place called heaven, we will go through Jesus Christ. There'll be no other way that we can go, because if we try any other way, the Bible says we're the same as a thief and a robber. There's nobody else that can pray us through, get us through, save our souls, or get us there but the Lord Jesus Christ. It will only matter that one work that we've done, that we've come to an old-fashioned altar, we've bowed our hearts before God, and we said, God, here we are, a sinner. Lord, forgive me and save my unworthy soul. And He moves in and saves our soul, washes us with His red blood, and makes us clean, amen, with His blood. That's all that's going to matter when it comes down to time of dying. And I'm glad it doesn't stop there. He's telling his disciples, you've seen me heal. You've seen all these things. You've seen me rebuked. You've seen people turn against me and not like me. You've seen people praise me. You've seen all these things happen. But I want to tell you something. All these things that's going on in the world right now, church, it is a discouraging time. That's why I don't watch the news. That's why I don't listen to the news. It discourages me. It brings my spirit down. It makes my heart heavy. It saddens me deeply. It worries me awful. And I'll tell you what, I don't like to listen to it, but I know that we're in bad shape. But I can tell you this morning that God is still on the throne. He's still in control. And he wants to bring us some comfort this morning and let us know that he's went away to prepare a place. And he said, if I go away, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am, there you may be also it ain't a fairy tale it's in red letters this morning it's a promise from God I'm glad he's made us this promise that he made to his disciples here he let them know this can sustain you boys through this troublesome time. I know you're troubled in your spirit. And I know you don't really understand what's going on. I don't understand what's going on with this country and with our government and the spiritual realm, the things that's going on in the churches. It's a little bit confusion. I don't understand what's happening to God's people. We're going crazy. We're fighting within instead of without. Used to We used to worry about what's outside fighting the church and coming in but now we're tearing ourselves apart from what's in and going out. I don't know what's happening but I do know that God is in control. I don't believe that he's up there biting his nails worrying about what's going on if Vickers Chapel will be here today or tomorrow. I know that he's in control and he's blessed us on this place. If we'll keep our eyes on him his blessings will be upon it. But when we take our eyes off of him this place will turn into a hay barn. That's what will happen. We need to keep our eyes on Him. 
and love Him and honor Him. But He wants to comfort us and sustain us this morning. So with the Lord's help, I want to try to help comfort you just a little bit this morning and preach a message that God has given me to give to you. And it's simply entitled, I want us to be together in heaven. <laughs> I want us, Brother Bo, to be together in heaven. And I'm glad I've been down to the altar and I've had my robes washed in the blood of the Lamb and I'm sealed to the day of redemption. I'm glad that the devil can't do nothing with it because if he would, he'd throw me in the pit right now. But I'm glad his blood has got me sealed and the devil can't do nothing with me. But even though I'm sealed until the day of redemption, I still need to walk right. I still need to talk right. I still need to live right. I need to honor God in all of my ways. I need to keep my mind right. Keep myself right. Teach my family right. Live right. Honor God right in my life. That's what I need to do. I've heard people use a silly statement like this. Well, if I'm saved and I can never go to hell again, I can live any way I want to and do what I want to. I'll tell you what, if you can live in sin with no chastisement in your life, you ain't never been born again of the Holy Spirit of God. I tell you, anytime I do something wrong, I'm the first one to know who's done it. I'll tell you what, when I was a boy and mom and dad raised me up and taught me right and wrong, I'd go out do something they taught me not to do and when I would do it my daddy would go break a limb he'd show me what was right and wrong he'd teach me and, and rear me up that way so I wouldn't get in that kind of stuff and the Lord is the same way you new converts let me tell you something you're going to make mistakes you're going to fall you're going to have things happen in your life but I'm glad that we're serving a loving God that'll love you through your mistakes he won't wad you up and throw you away but he'll pick you up when you make those mistakes and love you up and show you where you're wrong. Am I preaching you the truth this morning? I get so sick of hearing about this watered down religion. You can live any old way and make it to heaven. That makes me want to vomit sometimes. And if it makes me feel that way, I can imagine what the Lord feels like. That God would give the very best that heaven have and we'd live a halfway Christian life. Shame on us for living like that. I want us to go to heaven together. I want to be able to walk up when he calls me up someday and say, I'm proud, Lord, that I stood for you. I might have not done my best. I might have not done everything just right. But, Lord, I tried to do what I could. I tried to live for you. I tried to stay out of the honky-tonk. I tried not to drink the devil's brew. I tried not to have the devil's speech. I tried to walk with God. Can I get an amen this morning? I tried to be the man of God that you called me to be. I tried to walk right. I tried to live right. I tried to keep my business right. I tried to honor him with my life. That's what I tried to do. How about you this morning? When they come by, and look at your cold corpse. Well, they say, that one right there honored God. 
But will they remember? Well, I remember being down at the beer joint, drinking beer with him. I remember being down here at a place of ill repute, and they were there. Will they think of things like that? Will the sinner walk by and say, you know what, if they're going to heaven, I ain't got no problem. But I want them to be walking by and going, you know what? They live so close to God. That's what I need to do in my life so that when I die, I'll know I'm going to this place that's called heaven. I'm telling you today, if you ain't got the blood of Jesus Christ applied to your life, I don't care if you're young or if you're old. Without the blood, you'll die in your sins and go to hell. I want us to go to heaven together. But I'm compelled by the Holy Spirit of God to preach you the truth this morning and tell you what thus saith the Word of God. We don't need a watered-down religion. We need, we need to follow what thus saith the Word of God. We need to walk right, and we need to talk right, and we need to live right. You young people, you're only getting one chance to this thing. You need to live right, and you need to honor God in your days of your youth, that your days will be long for the Lord. Honor Him while you're young. Work while you're young for the Lord. Because I'll tell you, when age starts coming up on you, you don't feel like doing like you did when you were young. You can't travel and tell people about the Lord like you did when you were young. You start slowing down in life. Pains start coming up on your life. You start getting where you can't hardly do things, and there will be a time you won't be able to do it. See, you better get to business. You better get to doing what you're going to do for God. Because you can ask these folks that's here. We got folks of all ages in this building right now. We got them from early uh, six, seven years old all the way to 80 years old in this building. And you can ask the ones that are 80 year old. They'll tell you life is when. Just like that. They were 16 one day and now they're 80. You know what? I was 16 one day and now I'm looking at 50. And it be, won't be long that it, life will be over with. I'm praying that the Lord come today. I hope you're ready. I'm praying, come Lord Jesus. I hope you're ready. You better get ready. Times are running out. You remember I preached that message a while back. Times are running out. It's almost 12 o'clock. You probably already looked at your clock and said, man, is he going to preach all day long? I'm going to preach as long as the Holy Spirit says preach this morning. I'm going to give you what thus saith the word of God. It's time we stop preaching a watered down religion and preach about heaven being sweet and hell being hot. God's tired of sin and he wants us to get out of it this morning. He wants us to live a holy life. Why? So we can and fill the pews. God wants us to live holy so we can build all of this building. God wants us to live holy and we can buy all this property around this place and build bigger parking lots. I want to do all I can to get the gospel out to the people while there's still time. I could care less about building another building or having a parking lot or having big numbers and all that. As long as we got people getting saved, born again, growing in God, learning in God, and learning about the Word of God. That's what it's about this morning. It's not about a preacher. It's not about a Sunday school teacher or a singing group or something like that. It ain't about new carpet and blinds and paint on the wall of that. It's about the preach Word of God is what it's about. All that other stuff will come in time as God wants it. 
I got to thinking about our missionaries that we support every single month. I think we're supporting about nine of them right now. We're paying them a little bitty uh, salary uh, that we give them every single month. We, I think we give them about $75. And they some of them out in the battlefields right now, out in places preaching where their, their life are on the line. They could die today for preaching the cause of Christ. Here we sit in an air-conditioned building, and it's cold outside. But they're out in the cold. They're out in the heat. They're out in the mud. And people shooting out. Them, people wanting to kill them for the cause of Christ, and we won't even come to church for one service. You definitely won't come back tonight. But I'll tell you what we need to do. We need to get right with God. Is what we need to do. Why? I want us to go to heaven together. Good night. That's good preaching, preacher. Preach it. I'm telling you this morning. I'm going to preach you what thus saith the word of God. He's trying to encourage his disciples and tell them, boys, hang on. I've gone to prepare a place. The Lord's gone to prepare a place for us. But I've got to get you excited about this place that we're going to. There's a mission field that we're on this morning. This church is all about missions. I'm about supporting missions. I want to see our missionaries prosper this morning. I had one of our missionaries call me this morning and tell me his vehicles wore out. He didn't know how he's going to get another vehicle. It's got over 300,000 miles. It's about to quit. He said, would you pray that the Lord will make a way that I could get another vehicle so I could go and preach the gospel. I wanted to call him and say, we'll buy you another vehicle. Go preach. I know it hurts when you talk about money. I could care less about money. You'll find out about me. I ain't worried about money whatsoever. You seek God first in Matthew 6, 33. He says, seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things will be added unto you. I've never seen his righteousness uh, forsaken or, or them needing bread in any way, what shape or fashion. God's blessed Vickers Chapel. We've been blessed from, from start to finish. I've done history on this place ever since it's been started. God's had his hand on it from day one. He's blessed it from the time the land ever was bought through, through every single family that's done donated the land. People's paid for the parking lot. People's paid for the building. Every time we've had a need, God's made a way. God's made a financial way for every single thing. How does that happen? That's from people walking with God. That's people honoring God. That's people loving God. That's people putting God first and not their money first. Lord, I'm trying to get on everything I can get on this morning, Brother Scott. Hang on for just a little bit. God loves us this morning. And he wants to bless his church. But it's going to take us walking right, living right, and getting us sent out, and getting the holiness in. Amen. And God will be honored by that. Why? Because I want us to go to heaven together. We got loved ones dying and going to hell while we're sitting on our padded pews, drinking our hot coffee and living in our luxury. They're sitting and dying and going to hell. Who we've, who we've told this week that they need Jesus? Have you told somebody this week that they need the Lord? No, I've not really told nobody. Shame on you for that. How many people have I told the Lord for the Lord this week? Not many. Shame on me this week. We could all do better. Amen. Amen. He's given us a promise here. He's told these boys, listen, I've gone away to prepare a place for you. And I'm not going to leave it there. I want you to know something. If I go away like I'm telling you I'm going to do, I will. 
<laughs> you ought to circle that in your Bible. I about had a fit when I put a circle around it. <laughs> but ain't no other promise in the Bible. That's a good one right there. He said, I will come again and receive you unto myself. Ain't nobody else made me a promise like that. Mom and daddy can't make me a promise like that. But the Lord has. All that you've been through this week, it doesn't matter what you've been through. It doesn't matter how bad it gets. He said, I will make a way of escape where there ain't none. But I want you to serve me. Well, sounds like they're conditions. Not really, but yeah, they are. See, the closer I get to him, the better things get. And the further that I get away from him, the worse things get. <clears throat> I met with a family. I've been meeting with some different families here and there. And you know what? It seems to be the same problem with every family that I meet with. We can't get along. My children are going crazy. My wife's nuts. My husband's lost his mind. And you know, they're telling me all these troubles, how bad it is. And I just, you know, I just sit there and I just listen. I just let them talk and let them talk. An hour and a half later, I'm still sitting there letting them talk, letting them talk. Sometimes they'll get completely done talking and look at me and say, Pastor, I'm so glad we got to talk. I feel so much better. I say, I'm glad. We pray and they leave, and I ain't never said a word. Sometimes people just need to talk. But you know what I found the biggest problem is with most people? This. They neglect this. They will not read this. And they wonder what their problem is. I can't figure out what's going on, Brother Earl. I don't know how to fix these problems. Well, how, how long has it been since you prayed? Prayed. Talk to the Lord. What do, you, what do you mean, talk to the Lord? And then I start finding out, here's the problem. There's no daily prayer. They sure ain't no daily reading. So if you cut prayer out of your life and you cut studying out of your life, how in the world are you going to figure out what God wants for your life? How could you know about this promise of this place called heaven without reading about it. Amen. You know our problem is we're too busy worrying about me. It's all about me. What makes me happy. I'm really not worried about if the church does good. Or if the, if the pastor's being prayed for. Or, or if the deacons are being prayed for. Or if the church is. It's really about me. I just want to be here a certain amount of time. Don't ask me to do nothing. And you better let me out by 12 o'clock. Because if you don't, I'm out of here. I knew I wouldn't get many amens on that one. That's what happens. You just die right now if I told you I ain't even got to my message yet. I ain't even started preaching my message yet. It's 12.02. I want us to go to heaven together. But we're going to have to do a checkup. If we don't, we're going to be like all these other churches. There are going to be five people sitting in here, and we're going to be complaining about why we're so dead 
why you don't have a pastor, why you don't have deacons, why there ain't nobody coming. What are we doing? We got this all this big facility. Why ain't God here? Why ain't God blessing? Why ain't God moving? It's because we quit praying, we quit studying, we quit reading our Bible. We're living in sin. We're letting anything go, and God has pulled his hand off of it. Had a deacon call me this week. Not call me, I met with him this week at a facility. He stood on the Word of God because he would not put a woman in a leadership position that was living with a man. And seven people left the church over it. He said, what was I supposed to do? I said, exactly what you did. I said, because those seven that left, God will bring 14 more back in. That'll be a bigger help to you than those hindrances that were there. You think so? He said, we're down to nothing. I'm, I'm, I'm a little afraid. We might have made the wrong decision. I said, listen, you, you have not made the wrong decision. If you'll stand on the word of God, he'll stand for you. Can I make you a promise this morning? I'm going to stand on the word of God. If everybody in this building leaves, I'm going to stand on the word of God. And when everybody's gone, then I'll lock the door, hand the keys to whoever wants them, and I'll say, Lord, I preached your word and stood on it. What happens is when a man gets in himself, that's where the problem happens. That's why God has led me as a pastor to put all these deacons in. We got ten wonderful deacons. They're that we're to work together and love and unity and help each other. Because I, I don't know it all, and they don't know it all. But we all know we want to go to heaven together. Amen. And we want you to go with us. And we want Vickers Chapel to be the best place that it possibly can be. But we've got to do a checkup. God's done with me this morning. I didn't even get to preach what he gave me. I preached what he gave me this morning. But as we stand with our heads bowed and our eyes closed.